0: Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Another beautiful Santa Barbara morning. Good morning, everybody. My name is Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. You have just landed on Teen Sports Radio. We don't have any time to spare because we have a student. Kind of doing a little breakaway. We've got five minutes to share what's going on. We got Sam Russell, a co host now in his fourth year. He's a senior at Santa Barbara High. This is totally perfect because for the last few weeks, we've been doing a lot of history on Santa Barbara High to continue today. So he's moved off the uh, Baha'i. You know, he used to be had a great relationship with the pitcher as a catcher, but now he's moved to first base. Sam Russell, what's going on?
1: How are you doing, Erica?
0: I'm doing good. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. We had a game against Sam Marcus yesterday. Our first league game against them, and we beat them one to zero. Woo! Two and zero in league.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you fly on the bags. You like to steal those bases. How'd you do that day?
1: Um, against Sam Marcus, I did good. I had two stolen bases. I stole second, and then I stole third.
0: Nice. You going head first, or you do you do need to stand yep. up and? You know, go you first, slide yeah. and stand because there you're so fast. You might as well just, you know, you, you do a selfie. How is that?
1: I go ahead first most of the time when I'm stealing.
0: Yeah. yeah. If the balls get
1: into play I'll most of the time, go deep first.
0: So, so talk about your team a little bit. Where do you think we're going to end up? Playoffs for sure, but how about um, deeper? Yeah, think?
1: we're really hoping to defend Channel League this year. That's the ultimate goal. And we have two really good pitchers who pitched against SM and threw a one-hitter, Juan Perez and Eric, Eric Elizalde. They were really nice. good. And we have a super solid outfield. Our outfield's really good. We have Oliver McGibbon and Wyatt Hastings out there. And they're just roaming all of the outfield, doing really great. And then we have a super so solid collectively,
2: outfield.
0: Collectively, you've come together this year. Because, you know, you do have a newer coach. And how's that working out?
1: Yeah. He's he's bringing us all together and uniting us, and we it's we have a super young team this year. A lot of first year varsity kids, but we're all pulling together and making it happen.
0: Nice, and I hear Pintard was out there yesterday (laughs) doing the pre scout.
1: Yes, ma'am. We all saw him out there yesterday.
0: Of course, nice. So, and I a little bird told me you got a text from a coach. Who's that?
1: Yeah, after the game, the head coach from City College texted me.
0: Nice. Well, he knows talent. He knows talent. So, hey, yes, can I man. count on you to, to pop in You know, every in a few weeks to give us a heads up uh, in Santa Barbara baseball?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. We play DP later this week, so I'll definitely keep you guys updated.
0: Nice. You know, you're in spirit. You know you're my boy, okay? We've worked in the cages a couple times together. You're a killer. I love you, okay? Just baseball is probably one of the greatest games because, you know, you can do something horribly and only out of the three swings you get, you only do it once, but that gets you in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's the most rewarding game for the biggest failures. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, in basketball, if you miss two out of three shots, you're on the bench, right? <laughs> baseball, yeah. if you make one, three, you're in the Hall of Fame. That's so true. keep the grades up. Any Don, Ed, anybody have any questions? Because he's got to go. He's got to go to class.
3: What's your What's your plan? Uh, so you're a senior now. What's your What's your plan with baseball going forward?
1: Um, I'm probably planning on going to City College after this year, unless some college gives me an offer. Then I'll probably take that and go there.
0: Wait, so we'll get to enjoy more of you for longer in town. That's it. You know, yeah. he's gonna be fun. He's gonna be. I, I'm looking forward. To it. That's what that's the road my son took. And at the end of the day, he graduated tops in his class mm-hmm. at Holy Names. So he did the CC first, get the grades, grow. Get big, get strong. You know, your body's still growing until you're like 25, 26. So it's it's a good it's a good place for you, oh, I think. I've always thought that. Thank All right. You. Deb, get back to class. All right? Thank you for showing up. Thanks for the update, Sam. Right.
1: Yeah, thank nice. you for okay. having me, Erica. Have a good one.
0: You're a co-host, dude. <laughs> He's not letting me go. I'm not going to let you go. <laughs> Um. Yeah, four years now. It's fun. They grow, they grow up so fast. Okay? They do. They Don't do. you remember him when he yeah. first came in? He was just all, hardly even spoke.
4: But we, <laughs> we, we stress uh, student athlete, student first.
0: Yeah. Well, it's great resume stuff. So if there's any kids out there that want to do a little bit of broadcasting, learn the business, um, we've got a couple of success stories. One, Leo Schneider ended up at uh, Cornell and ended up doing all the basketball games for Cornell. Yep. He was on the show for four years. Josie Bishop. McCoy
4: is Josie now is a CIA agent. In a, well, Interpol. <laughs> oh, Interpol. <laughs> like careful, <laughs> careful.
0: Can't even say that. Maybe I don't even sure. Uh, but yeah, she started uh, every single Tuesday. That yeah. whole line thing. Yes, yes. And then uh, Tommy Igin, who's mm-hmm. the first boy on the show, he's now teaching at Bishop Diego High School. So attended, I attended. Mean, Chapman uh, Chapman Chapman yeah Chapman. Yep. so and, then, and the list goes on and on and on so again if anybody out there wants to um look forward to an opportunity we would love to have you this is what we try to do is non hours nonprofit hours all day um all right so let's get into business here we've got Anthony Rodriguez and he's clicking you know he's showing me his watch too everybody's Rushing hi, me today, <laughs> okay. This, this is rushy, rushy. All right, Anthony. I know you got a meeting to go to, but what you have to say is very important. Okay, so we let's re- review. We're doing the earthquake kit because we got to put that off our bucket list. Because earthquake of, preparedness for COVID. Okay, and you've already given us four things. I have checked off, and I know for sure Christine Marie has also checked off the, her
5: four to do. So, what else do we got? So what were your four to do? What did you do? What did you accomplish?
4: Okay. We, we bought water. We have a gallon of water for each person for five days. Okay. And we're not storing it on the ground. We have it up off the cement floor. And Perfect. then we also set up a rotation so that every week we use up some of it and replace it with new bottles. I went out
0: personally and labeled the um, electric box. So I know where all the little switches are. And everything is because that wasn't done. And everybody used to look, well, my, or we have a student, English to level <laughs>
4: turn, turn it off and turn
0: it on. I didn't know which was which, right? Not good. So, yeah, that was it. That was an So, experience. Uh, and numbered the electrical box. Right. And then I think uh, what Christine did is I think she met with everybody as far as knowing where everything was, how to turn off. Well, and, and like you said,
4: as you... Uh, she's in an apartment complex do
0: not like necessarily turn off the gas because to to, to kick it back on that would be a good thing and then of course the small denominations of monies you know not enough to get back for a month but at least you have like why would i want to pay ten dollars for a bottle of water right if everything even a hundred
1: (laughs)
5: dollars exactly (laughs) right yeah right you know, um, so, yeah. So what, what do we have? What else do we have? Well, Another thing that you guys you should think about is where you can have your kids. You should have one at your workplace. You should have one at home and right. you should have one in your car. Right. A lot of us do a lot of traveling I did that. On road, driving on the road. Um, so if you're someone that, dri- that drives a lot, make sure that you um, your car's in good condition. Your tires are in good condition. You have, um, you know, a backup supply of some little fuses just in case some lights go out. Um, in case it's a hot day, you're going to need your air conditioning, if it's a cold day or you're going to need your heater, um, you know, things like that. Again, you also need to have some water in your vehicle, a change of clothes in your vehicle. Um, and it's always good to have uh, these little tools or small little tools that you can break the window just in case you have to get out of your out of your car. And also it has it also comes with a little knife to cut your seatbelt. If anything happens, you're in an accident and something like that, you flip over, you can go ahead and take off your seatbelt. Yes.
4: Uh, there's a company in town called rescue me and they sell that gadget they yeah. they manufacture and sell that gadget that cuts you gets you out of your car and can also break your window and um, it works really well so yeah. if you don't have a gadget it's a little gadget that can hang on your keychain mm-hmm. and it's uh, um, produced by rescue me yeah
5: and th- those are those are really really great to have i mean you, you never know when you're gonna need it um, another thing to think about is make sure you have your car charger or um, you know backup battery power for your um, phone. Um, don't forget the cord. A lot of people, including myself, I'll be one of the biggest ones. I always forget my cord. Um, you know, make sure you have your cord with you. Um, and then if it's cold, you know, make sure you have a blanket in there. Well, either way, you have a blanket in there. Toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper. Never forget your toilet paper. Very, 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 very important. Hand sanitizer, so you guys can be cleaning your hands consistently. Um, and if you have a bucket, you can actually put all those items into a bucket and you can buy a little a cover for the bucket that's actually a toilet seat. So that comes in handy. Um, you know, so those are those are really um, important things to think about, because if you're a person that travels, you always want to do that. Have a list of, of um, phone numbers printed in your vehicle, because a lot of are, if our cha- uh, you know our phones go out, we need to be able to have those phone numbers. Um, and make sure you have your insur- car insurance and vice versa all saved oh, cool. up in the backup uh, drive or so. There you go. There's her <laughs> little
4: book. There's my uh, little number. book. There Yay! I there did do go. that.
5: And then also, too, when you think about that, you always want to make sure you have a pen, marker, and paper. And hopefully the paper that you have is um, the ones that you can actually write on and it doesn't erase. And sometimes there's other, you know, other ones that do. But I love the kitty. Love the kitty, by the way.
0: <laughs> so I mean, you know, she <laughs> rules the house. So.
5: <laughs> but yeah, so those, I mean, those are important things. If you're CPR certified, um, that's great. You know, make sure you have all your uh, your uh, PPE. If you're not, I suggest go out and get take a class um, or take a cert class uh, or even a listos class. But get yourselves um, aware of what can happen in our community, which is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Be aware of your surroundings. Know where. You live, do you have an earthquake uh, plan? Do you have a uh, you know, flood plan? Um, those are all things that we really start, need to start thinking about ahead of time to reduce the stress and the impact when something really happens. So even though everyone says, oh, your I next- know plan. yeah, go ahead.
4: When's your next CERT class, Anthony? The next CERT class is coming up
5: in May. And that's going to be, uh, be here from uh, the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. We're going to be hosting it for the community and also um, for CERT uh, graduates already. So yeah, so obviously. Will sending it be in person you know.
4: or online?
5: Uh, it's gonna be both. It's gonna be both. Because uh to be able to get certified, you have to do hands on training. So yeah. And everything, you know, a lot of people are getting vaccinated, so it's helping out a lot. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. If anybody wants to take a class, you know, we, we I really recommend it. I mean, it's you know, skills that you need for the rest of your life. I mean, you never know when you're gonna need it, literally. And um, with these classes, it also makes you think outside the box, which is really important. You know, just because you don't see anything that you feel that is important, you never know if something happens. I'm going to break down that door and I'm going to carry somebody out and blow it at that door, or I'm going to use my chair to roll somebody out if they're injured. Um, you know, if, with my books, I can go ahead and splint a, a splint an arm, split a leg um, if somebody's injured. So those are things that we really need to think about. Is what we have. Yeah, and what can you imagine
4: do. if a large part of our community mm-hmm. was cert trained? We would be so much safer. It would be it would be
5: amazing, you know. It, it really, really would. Um, we're lucky at Santa Barbara County because um, a lot of what the state is doing is replicated from our, our, our team here in Santa Barbara, which we're really grateful for. Um, you know, I'm the co-chair of our committee. Uh, you know, next year I'll be the chair. But it, it's all our emergency managers, which a lot of people don't know, all our emergency managers here in our county, we have an awesome relationship with each other. We communicate with each other. We call each other on the cell phones, text each other. It's very rare that you have that strong of, a, of a, an emergency management team as a whole, as a team. And, you know, I honestly got to say, I've never worked with, the, with a team like this. You know, you go to shout-outs? I'm sorry.
4: Can you give some shout outs to some of your teammates? Oh, I'd be happy to, especially Kelly
5: Hubbard. I definitely want to give a, a big shout out to Kelly Hubbard. She's our uh, director of the Office of Emergency Management. She is amazing, I, I, just amazing. Her team is amazing. Um, everybody from Emergency Management, Dr. Ribando Reynoso, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Um, very blessed to have you, and thank you for including me on your team. Um, you know, And all our CERT uh, volunteers, all our CERT team members, Lisa's team members, um, as we all know, we're all in this together. And the only way that we're gonna get through it is together. And uh, whatever skills that we have, we bring something new to the table. And I suggest that everybody do a little bit of the same. And we'll get through this. I mean, there's disasters happen at any time. So the more you're ready, the better prepared that we'll all be as a community.
0: So if families wanted to do it, we have a lot of teen athletes. We have a lot of families, all age groups. What yeah. is the age?
5: You know that what? You that's, that's that's the preparedness. Let me tell you, I'll, I'll give you a quick um, story. We had a cert class and only... Five people showed up, right? But these five people were all from the same family. I mean, we're not going to stop the class. We're going to we're going to train this class. But they also had, a. Uh, I think he was five years old. Okay. This five-year-old was doing the exercises with us. Daddy, daddy, lay down. And he'd be like this. You know, do, uh, the, the head tilt, chin lift, you know, opening up the dad's airway. Um, you know, we even got him a little vest. Well, the vest was bigger than him. But he put on his vest and, um, you know, he would go at it and he would check our arms. And he looked to see if anybody was breathing. I mean, awesome. so that's the thing about with with kids. Do these things with your kids. Show me the disaster prepared plan. Why? Because they're going to love it. They're going to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. You have to make it exciting for them to want to do it. And if you do, I guarantee you, it'll save a life. Without a doubt. There's no doubt. And it's a lot of
0: fun. I
4: got shoes. I got shoes. Yeah, wow. Bring Anthony. your kids. Family. family kids. Let's Make it this. a
0: family event. Um, Anthony, are you going to give us that information? I will pass it around to all the schools that we have relationships with. We'll yeah. get the word out. Uh, May's coming up. May's right here. So, May's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Anthony. You can stick no, around, you. but I know you have a meeting. God bless you. We're going to take a little break. This is Erica Salt of the Queen of Team. We're going to be with Ed Langlo right after these messages. Back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Asalta, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Okay, Ed Langlow is continuing his history with Santa Barbara High. Looking so forward to what you dug up for us today. Ed, what's up?
2: Very good. Uh, if only I'd known as a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening in on the radio. Today's segment is Santa Barbara High in 1958, A Story of Perseverance. My brother played football for Santa Barbara High in 58, and when he loaned me a scrapbook, I was pretty sure there wouldn't be enough material for a segment. But the first thing I picked up was a souvenir program. I was wrong. That program gave me everything I needed. The cover of the program read, November 14th, 1958, Antelope Valley versus Santa Barbara, celebrating 50 years of Don's football. If only I would known the meager beginning of the Don's football team. On October 31st, 1908, the newly formed Santa Barbara High School Don's adventured ventured down to Los Angeles for their first ever football game against Redlands. They would lose that first game 43 to nothing. Our hometown team would play four more games that year, losing three, dying one, no wins. But I was surprised to read that they weren't playing American football. It was English football. Rugby. Really. Wow. 19- yeah. Wow. But, you know, maybe for that era, that, that was the game they played. That was called football. But in 1915, they switched to American-style football and continued to persevere In 1917, playing American football, they would experience their worst beating ever, losing to Long Beach, 106 to nothing. Things couldn't get much more discouraging, but with determination, they kept coming out on the field. And my takeaway for the teens for this week's presentation is to learn perseverance. Perseverance is said to be the key to success. I kind of like to call it the foundation of success because it's more of an ingredient in a recipe. Up until 1923, the high school was located at the corner of Delavina and West Annapamu. In 1924, the campus was moved to the present location at 700 East Annapamu. And with the generosity of one of the school board members, they would have their own athletic field to practice on Peabody Stadium. The board member was Frederick Forrest Peabody, founder of the Arrow Shirt and Collar Company. Peabody knew the life lessons that sports could instill in a teenager. There's no time for whining. Get up, dust yourself off, and get back in the game. So the wealthy businessman put the funds up for a much-needed practice field. Mr. Peabody passed away in 1927, but not before another benevolent act. Donated land for a grammar school in 1928.
4: Yeah,
2: Yeah, there you go. In 1928, a six room school would open at the site of today's Peabody Charter School. In 1925, a new coach would come to Santa Barbara High and things were about to change. In 1929, Clarence Schutte had mentored the meager Dons into a winning team, the Golden Tornado. He then led them to their first CIF competition. Then in 1935, it happened. The Dons handed Monrovia a fourteen to twelve defeat in the final game, making them the Southern California CIF champions. This was the beginning of what Twilight Christensen referred to as a tradition of winning. I wasn't too sure about that either, but With the end of the 1938 season, the shooty men, as they called them then, finished the season undefeated. They capped it off by flogging Covina 13 to nothing, again becoming the CIF champions. They went uh, to the final game in 39, losing to uh, a close contest with Alhambra. Then what I referred to as a comeback of 1940. In the opening game against Oxnard, Doug Spence returned a second half kickoff ninety-nine yards for a touchdown before trouncing the Yellow Jackets twenty-seven to nothing. They only lost one game that season, but avenged that loss in the CIF finals by routing Whittier twenty six to nothing, regaining their position on the podium as CIF champions. By 1958, the Dons had made it to CIF playoffs 21 times. Wow. Okay, Twyla, it was a tradition. High school sports are a good place to learn that most things in life worth having require some hard work and tenacity. So the next time you think about giving up, think about the Dons in 1917, 106 to nothing. Get up. Dust yourself off and get back in the game. Promise you this. If you make a tradition of persevering at every worthwhile endeavor you undertake, success will find you. I'm Ed Langlow, and I'll see you next time on If Only I Had Known.
4: Nice. Thank you. Ed. i mean, love the whole hi- I mean
0: the whole history thing and how this has manifested itself organically on the show has been so great because honestly, do you I mean on it and no, no I did I not, not know. That start off playing rugby. Yeah. It only makes sense. You don't really oh, understand I, how long
2: I, I doubt it, very long that very many people need that.
0: Yeah, no, this is, that's yeah. just really, really, really good chatter. So, uh, looking forward to your piece again next week, And uh, What we're going to do is you. let's take another break, and we have Sierra Boatwright in the house. Hey, Sierra. Hey. <laughs> hey. So, do you want to give us a topic? we got to go to break, but you, what, yeah. what do you want to, so you're yeah. the perfect how to the not go crazy how to not go crazy when everything's changing oh, no! <laughs> well that's what right we're here to stop me with all my self-talk you know what I mean again give, give me the little tools stealing from our kids because yeah. everybody actually is always a little child in spirit in heart let's take a little break this is Erica Salder Sierra Boatwright right after these messages well, now- Back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Asalda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Nice. All right. Sierra Boatwright in the house. I love the hand signs, D. Luckily, I can understand the countdown between three, two, and one. Okay, fantastic. Sierra <laughs> what's going on crazy girl <laughs> hey oh what a beautiful
3: show we're having today i love it that sam was here um here in the history even just between the two of you has coming upness in the show and his you know emerging madness as he's moving into his uh final year of baseball that was really sweet and then of course ed langlow like you're set Always so incredible. You do such good research, and your vocal prosody is just magnetic. Like, just want to listen to you tell stories all day long. Thank you.
4: Thank
3: yeah, yeah. How you doing? How you doing over there, Richard Ellsworth?
0: I'm doing well, thanks.
3: Good to see you as always. You too. you are bringing the nature connection to Teen Sports Radio, but today um, I wanted to take a little time to talk about how to not go crazy when everything is changing. Um, You know all across santa barbara students are going back to school or they're not going back to school or they're zooming or they're not or they're hybridizing or whatever and i know as a mom of five two of whom are still in uh the primary grades through the 12th and then two who are still in college it's crazy um so i wanted to take a little bit of time today to just throw down a few tools that everybody can use and this is everybody but especially for our students how to not go crazy with all of this change um one thing i just wanted is the basic basic and richard and i were talking about this and we were on the show together last time it's the importance of breath you know here on the radio show we're throwing a lot of information at you uh, you know quickly we are um you know having our jokes and we're having a lot of fun and sometimes it sounds really fast right but we all know that one of the best ways to bring ourselves back into center is to just pause and take a nice deep breath because we're all in this together okay whatever whatever the changes are that are happening for you and your school life with your families with all the changes that your parents or your loved ones may be going through with navigating this transition out of we hope out of the COVID era um, we're all in this together, and here at Teen Sports Radio, we're here to support you. So, once a month, I want to jump in here and just give you some tools to help you get through these uh, little bit crazy times. So, we're all in this together, and because of that, one of the things that I want you to remember as students and as young people is that you always have a right to ask for what you want and need. Now, this is a skill that maybe you might feel a little bit edgy about because you know we're taught to listen. To our elders to follow direction to you know recognize that people older than us or people who are in power usually get to have the say but when things are changing that is actually one of the best times to remember that you absolutely have a right to ask for what you want and need and that could be everything from physical space you know going back to school can be scary even if everybody's wearing masks even if some people are starting to get vaccinated Like, we're still in this together. There's still a lot happening. And so if someone's in your physical space, you absolutely have a right to say, hey, I'm not really comfortable right now. Could you give me a little bit of space? Maybe, you know, teachers are excited to be back with their students. Maybe they're leaning in too close to help you with that math assignment. You absolutely have a right to ask for a little bit more physical space if that's what makes you comfortable. It might even be um, requesting a little more time on an assignment. You know, with all of the transitions happening, you know, changing those gears and getting back to in-person learning can bring up a lot of anxiety for people. It can bring a lot of overwhelm. If you need a little more time on something, go to your teacher and ask them, either email them if you need to, you know, if the in-person is a little too uncomfortable, go, you know, send an email, go to your academic counselor, say, hey, like, I'm really struggling to keep my head above water here with all these changes. I could use an extra week to get that paper done. Could I do some extra credit to make up for you know that test grade? I didn't do so great. I didn't sleep great the night before. Ask for what you need and want. It could also be you need a little more support. Who can you turn to to get that support? Is it a trusted friend? Is it your academic counselor? Is it the school therapist? Find the people who have the support that you need to help you get through this time and ask for what you want and need. Some people don't know how to ask. Some people are uncomfortable. They, they, they don't know what the words are. So I'm going to give you a couple of keywords that you can use. Might look like this. Hey, I could really use some help with this. Or it could be, hey, could, could you help me right now? Or it could be, what would really help me is this. You can also make requests to people knowing that, like, you may not get what you want, but if you phrase it as a request, it'll give people an opportunity to step into that with you and, and join you in solving this problem. So, you know, my request right now is an extra week on that assignment. So just even having words like that to frame your um, needs or wants can be very helpful in just alleviating your own anxiety and, and getting those needs and wants met because, you know, you have a right to ask for that.
4: Um, I really uh, like that because sometimes when people are trying to ask for help, they all of a sudden they flip into demanding. But if you use the word, my request right now is blank, you're being very clear, but you're not demanding. I love it. Thank you, Richard. So um, thank you, Dominique.
3: I was responding to Richard's two-minute signal. Um, Okay, so thank you for that reflection because going back to the breath, you know, getting centered and grounded before you ever open your mouth to make those requests is one of the, the best ways to make sure that that communication is coming across in a good way. If you think about communication as a ball, we had baseball, you know, earlier in the show, you can throw that ball hard and fast, or you can throw that ball soft and light. And so communication can, way you can frame that communication in such a way that when that ball passes over to the other person, they can receive it in a good way they can receive it with calm they can receive it with the need they can hear the need in your request and they can receive that with that sensitivity that you have sent it so and then finally um, just because i think we have about one minute if you need uh some support around grounding as you're navigating this challenging time please take time to be outside get your bare feet on the ground sit on the ground lay on the ground lean against a tree If you can't get outside, if you're trapped in the classroom or you're stuck in a Zoom, look out the window and connect with something. Maybe it's the wind in the trees outside the window. Take a deep breath and move with that just for a moment. It will bring you out of the chatter of your mind and bring you back into your body, bring you back into your environment and give you a sense of safety and belonging to know that you can go out there and ask for what you want and need. And you absolutely have a right to do that. I'm Sierra Boatwright. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist at Santa Barbara Ecotherapy. I'm here to support you once a month on Teen Sports Radio, and you can find me on the web and on Instagram and Facebook under Santa Barbara Ecotherapy. I'm really happy to be here. Does anybody have any questions before we wrap up? I'm sure Richard's about to give us the signal.
0: I, I, I actually have a question. The, um, I love that the visual connection to keep you back in your body, but do you have a, do you also, would you recommend a mantra? Can we pick that yeah. up after break? Yeah, we can pick it up, but uh, uh, just also adding in a mantra. A but mantra can, it can be you know. as
3: simple as I am safe. It is okay to ask for my wants and needs. Everyone is in this together. Simple things like that, that you can just repeat to yourself Beautiful. to help bring that anxiety down.
0: Love it, Sierra Boatwright. We love you, and I really, honestly, I'm so blessed that you have joined the team on Team Sports Radio. Looking forward to you the third Thursday of every single Tuesday moving forward. How do we even say that? Please send us your questions. Please send us questions yes.
3: or scenarios that you'd like us to address. We'd love to help.
0: Thank Woo. You. God bless you. Let's take another break. Erica of the Queen of the Team, will be back with a lot more after these messages. Just an intercom. This is the of Barber Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Asalda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in
4: every single Tuesday
0: 9 a.m. Okay. Okay, okay. I love these hand signals because, you know, he goes so fast. <laughs> Way to beat Richard. I don't know if I uh, I can handle this. Don Sanders, we're gonna skip D. And we're gonna go to Don Sanders. Don Sanders, what do you got for us this week?
6: Well, I had one thing, but Ed Ed Langlow inspired me to go in another direction here. I wanted to give you a little bit more. um, I wanted to piggyback on what Ed Ed said and give you a little bit more background on the rich tradition of Santa Barbara rugby. And also, also, uh, I want to put this out to any young person out there, a young athlete that is struggling with school because sitting in a chair all day just does not feel good. And I also wanna put this out to anyone who feels sometimes that they have a desire to learn a sport, but they feel like a fish out of water, okay? Because they don't feel that they have necessarily a natural aptitude, but something about the game fascinates them, so they wanna persevere, as, as Ed said. And then uh, the last time I was here, Ed was talking about how mentors are so important in life and how mentors can really help us if we can let our guard down and let them in to help us. And so, When I was in high school, I didn't have a dad or I didn't have brothers. And my mom was the head nurse at the Stanford University Student Health Center. She met a lot of jocks who came to be like surrogate big brothers to me. And one of them got me involved in rugby. And I was playing on a club team with guys who were intern doctors and stockbrokers and lawyers. And they just thought it was a kick that they could still go out on the weekend and play this crazy game of rugby. You know but there's an international uh, fraternity of rugby here it's kind of like a subculture like you guys probably don't know that in your city in santa barbara there's um from the santa barbara uc santa barbara program there's an old guys uh there's an old guys team that used to play for the college there's a youth de- developmental program in in rugby that that starts trying to give guys the skills they need to ever play at a high level and there is a kind of like a team or a club that is actually developing guys to be able to compete at a higher level, should they get the chance to go on. And so, uh, internationally speaking, there's a lot of people who don't even acknowledge hardly that the United States exists. There was an English pub. There was an English pub owner in here here in uh, Ohio. Who once uh, his wife brought up to him about United States rugby playing an exhibition in chicago and and he feigned as if to not even know that the United States had a rugby team. so <laughs> so uh, in my days in my days of doing it, at first, I was driving I was driving uh, my car up to San Francisco, the only high school kid on the team two times a week, and then I would chase around on the weekends going out to where they played games. and um, I eventually playing at UCLA and for a club team also in, in uh, Santa Monica was able to, to, I had a shot to go up the ladder towards the guys who get to try out for the national team. I got to, wow. I, I, I got on the County rep side and I was on my way towards the state rep side. And I almost maybe, you know, would have got a shot if we were trying to assemble our national team for a national competition. But uh if you ever if you have youtube anybody who's who's uh you know uh on the computer these days watches videos go and watch some rugby world cup highlights and you can see it played because they start very very young they start they that's why you know in santa barbara they've 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 uh, come up with this developmental league and it's a really really exciting game but if you're not, if you know this culture, it's it's kind of like it's under the radar. It's sort of like a subculture. It's very there's there's a lot of it going on in the West Coast, in the Midwest, and in the East Coast. You know, but but yeah, my
4: uh, my son attended Santa Cruz University and was on the rugby team in Santa Cruz.
6: Yeah, when I was at UCLA, we used to come and play the UCSB. You know, we used to come play UC Santa Barbara rugby. And, and where married student housing uh, is there today, there was a big open field with trees around the end. And we all used to camp out in the trees and we would go out and have like medieval battles during the day on the, on the pitch. In, in rugby, they call the field the pitch. <laughs> uh, we'd meet on the pitch and have these epic battles. And then in the, in the evening, we would get together. And that's a great thing about rugby um, football is sort of like the military. You do your thing and you go home and you're not supposed to like the other guys. But in rugby, you know, you have a beer and you tell stories and stuff like that. So we would camp out in the trees back in the day and, and play that, that fantastic Santa Barbara rugby tournament. So, so yeah, so, we, so I don't know. That's, like I say, a little bit of obscure history you may not have known about. Uh, that's
4: interesting. Part, and part of history, people don't realize, way, way back when there were battles like in India and um, Greek and Roman, the old, 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 old times. When there was a battle, you uh, honored the heroes of both sides of the field. And especially in India, it talks about it in the Mahabharata. They would get together in the evening and, and have a meal together with the enemy, because usually the enemy yeah. was a cousin or an uncle or somebody, and you just respected their heroics. So, rugby continues yeah. that tradition.
6: <laughs> yeah, if after you, after, after you uh, excuse the expression, knock snot out of each other, For, you know, 60 minutes on the pitch, then you get together and you have a beer and you sing obscene songs. And so so, uh, wrestlers will know about a phenomenon called cauliflower ears. When I was young, my ears used to stick out like this, but through enough grinding and so forth in the uh, different phases of rugby, they got very streamlined and thickened. Along the side of my head. That's called cauliflower.
0: Not, not like an MMA fighter. That's for sure. Yeah.
6: Boxers know about cauliflower ears. Wrestlers, yeah. So when I was at UCLA and I briefly dated a nurse, um, she used to get me hypodermic needles. The the wrestlers taught me this trick, and I would I would actually drain my ears at night, hoping that they would stay thin instead of get all thick and fat. Oh, like they actually did. oh God, I
4: have to think about that all day now. Oh, (laughs) well, that is fascinating. And uh, there's something about the sport of rugby that uh, makes it also more accessible, perhaps, than football. If you're not a a big fella and and wanting to get, yeah, munched, (laughs) munched and crunched. All right. Let's take another little break. We've got
0: Food is Medicine with Dominique Hackett. And then if Richard wants to add a few little details that that's also welcome right after these messages. <laughs> Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Asalda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday. 9 a.m. I love it as much work as you've done in the garden and just to know that all this stuff is good for us, which is super nice because at the end of the day, food is
4: medicine. So, what do you got going in so the front? If- if you're brand new to gardening, one of the best ways to get started, just simply go to Home Depot or Miners. There are lots of vegetables for sale that you can put in your garden to get started with. And most all of them say non-GMO. And, and what had, that means we, is we need to thank Christina at
0: Miners. Also. Oh, yeah. We thank beautiful you. Beautiful girl at Miners help us out. We got three carts full. She was brilliant. Christina, we love you. I told you I was going to mention you.
4: (laughs) Shouts out. So what we have in our garden currently, we have parsley. We have oregano. We've planted some dill. So those are different herbs that we're working with. And I even put in some sweet margarine. And then we have some small tomato plants, some carrots, beans, Uh, cucumbers, peppers, and then we've also planted uh, just a few potatoes. Um, And most importantly, we've planted some sunflowers in the very back of the garden so that, uh, yeah, they'll be able to grow big and tall and not shade too much. And we do have fennel growing too. Richard, you recently made a delicious meal using fennel. Can you talk about some of the healthy things about fennel?
3: Sure. Um, fennel is really best for digestion, first and foremost. And what it does is it completely eliminates the gas in the stomach and intestinal tract, which is really, really amazing. So sometimes, um, what I'll do if I feel a little gassy or a little crampy, I'll just chew some fennel seeds.
1: Uh, but you can also, if you have it growing, and around here it grows wild, you can go up in the in the mountains or wherever. And, you know, or if you're going for a walk, just break off a branch and start chewing on it. and um, you get all of those incredible enzymes that act as a carminative. Carminative
3: is, is the word for substances that, that eliminate gas in the body. Um, and everything in that
0: fennel anise family will, will do that for you.
4: Ah, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so get out there and do a little gardening. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Hey, listen, we're almost um, concluded another wonderful, amazing segment Ed has got a quick shout and then we're going to end it up with Dr. D. Ed, what do you want to say?
2: Yeah, very quickly, the the Elks Lodge every year puts on a fundraiser for our local veterans. It's called Groovin' in the Grove. It's an antique car and vintage travel trailer and classic motorcycle show. Uh, This year, we're going to try to put on a, a, a modified version because in 2020, we were not able to do it because of COVID. So that July 24th, Will be the the show, and you can go to groovininthegrove.org, dot org, G R O O V I N inTheGrove dot org. Go to enter your vehicle and download an application to uh, enter your car in the show. And we'll I'll cover it more in uh, later episodes as we get closer to July twenty
0: fourth. We had another great show, Ed. Thank you, Dominique Hackett, Ed Langlo, Don Sanders, Richard Ellsworth, of course, C. Um, see- era boat we're going to be enjoying her every third thursday from now on a new co-host thank you community thank you santa barbara smile god bless see you next week